something that's really trending today, this concept of whether or not it's possible for women to be ordained is something that's kind of been on my mind lately because on our sister program on the Faith Explained show, I've been uh, talking about St. Paul's letter to the Romans. And in chapter 16 of St. Paul's letter to the Romans, there's an interesting reference to this gal named Phoebe. St. Paul kind of signs off the letter at the end, and he greets all these people. And he says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deaconess of the church at Centria. Okay, so people say that, and they say, aha, Phoebe is a deaconess. So there were female deacons in the Catholic Church, even in the beginning. How do you explain this, Kale? Well, Pope Francis has repeatedly affirmed throughout the years that the church cannot, cannot sacramentally ordain women. It's not possible. And in 2013, that's one of the times when he said this, and Pope Francis was talking about JP II, Pope John Paul the Great, St. John Paul II, in his 1994 letter called Ordinatio Sacerdotalis, okay, which is all about sacred ordination, the sacrament of holy orders, he said that, quote, the church has no authority whatsoever to confer priestly ordination on women and that this judgment is to be definitively held by all the church's faithful, end of quote. He also said at the time, Pope John Paul II, that this was, quote, the last word, end of quote, on the subject. Can't be open. This door cannot be open. And Pope Francis has always backed up JP2 on this in 2022. Uh, he again said, this is Pope Francis talking, Women cannot enter ordained ministry, but this is not, he said it is not a deprivation, quote-unquote. He was asked more questions about this by some cardinals, uh, dubia, and then he said, in response to their questions, quote, no one can publicly contradict John Paul II's determination on this, although he said the subject can still be studied. But, but again, that's an important distinction to make, that nobody can contradict JP2 on this, but it can still be looked into. And in fact, he had commissioned a study into the historicity of women deacons and whether or not it's actually possible. But again, it's really important to, to stick to what he actually says here, that JP2's words can't be contradicted. So there was a major study that came out in 2002 about this as well, uh, out of the Vatican, which concluded that this deal with the early church and deaconesses is not the same thing as the Sacrament of Holy Orders, and of course, the three degrees of Holy Orders, deacon, priest, and bishop. It's not the same thing at all. Now, when St. Paul says that Phoebe is a deaconess, by the way, he's using this Greek word diakonos, diakonos. And it can refer at times to ordained deacons. Paul does talk about bishops. He talks about priests, presbyters, which are priests. He also talks about deacons, ordained deacons, if you will. But the word diakono simply means servant. So sometimes that means the ordained servants, and sometimes that means other servants. And he uses that uh, term in that way in different places as well. And as one writer points out, there are servants, diakonos, at the wedding at Cana, who are asked to, if you read the New Testament in Greek, they're asked to fill the jars with water. And that doesn't mean that these servants are ordained deacons. They're, they're servants. So we, we can't stretch the, uh, the language too far on that one. Some of you guys are familiar with um, Dr. Peter Kreeft, who's a friend of the program. He wrote many years ago. It's out of print now. It's out of print, sadly. But it's an excellent book that he co-wrote with Dr. Alice von Hildebrand, who I believe has also passed away recently. Peter Kreeft wrote 
a book with her about women in the priesthood. And that's what it's called, Women in the Priesthood. And he wrote the first part. She wrote the second part. And she kind of wrote of why this doesn't make sense from a woman's perspective. But Peter Kraft talked about in, in, his, in his little section, he's got such witticisms, such turns of phrase. He basically said this. He said, only boys can be the daddies and only girls can be the mommies. And of course, he started talking about in the religious life, of course, there are mother superiors, there are nuns. A man can't become a nun. C.S. Lewis as well, and I know C.S. Lewis is a big personal hero of, of Peter Crafts, talks about him all the time, wrote, wrote books about him, who never became Catholic, although he believed a lot of Catholic stuff. But he wrote a, a, an essay that a lot of people have criticized him for, especially in this modern age. C.S. Lewis wrote an essay, I think it was in 1948, called Priestesses in the Church? Question mark. And it was a whole, about this whole concept of, of women's ordination. And one of the things that both Peter Kraft and C.S. Lewis noted was that in Jesus' day, it, some people want to bring the argument that, you know, that it was such a patriarchal society back then, and the Jewish religion was so patriarchal that, you know, Jesus probably would have wanted to have women priests, but he just couldn't rock the apple cart that much at the time. He had to kind of wait it out kind of thing. And, but a proper development of doctrine would see women's ordination. That's what a lot of people say. But here's the thing. C.S. Lewis notes that the Jews were the only religion of Jesus' time that didn't have women priests. People knew about women priests. There were all kinds of Gentile pagan cults that had women priestesses. It was a known thing. This wasn't like, it's not like Jesus never heard of this. He could have if he wanted to. And, and Jesus was definitely not afraid. And Crave talks about this. Jesus was definitely not afraid to upset the apple cart. Even the fact that he had women disciples, women learners, was radical for his time. Absolutely radical for his time. But he did. He absolutely did. I don't think Jesus was concerned about human respect. And even his opponents noted that. They said, you know, they'd kind of give him some false praise. They'd try to trap him. They'd say, teacher, we know you don't respect any man. By that we mean you don't really care what people think. You just kind of lay it out there. You're, you're not trying to please people. Another thing Crave said in his book is that, let's not forget that sexism is a sin. It's a sin. Are you really going to accuse the sinless son of God of the sin of sexism by not ordaining women as apostles and choosing women as his future priests? I think those two guys, um, and Alice von Hildebrand as well in her section, uh, wrote very well about this. What about these deaconesses as well? There was a certain thing that they were responsible for in the early church, but it wasn't the ministry of an ordained deacon through the sacrament of holy orders. A couple years ago, Catholic.com magazine, Jim Russell wrote a piece about this, and he said, really, you've got to be really careful. You'll, you'll see things in the media where people will use these terms, like woman deacon. But what do they mean by that? Because... There's a difference between the first degree of holy orders, the sacrament of holy orders, the sacred diaconate. There's no question there were these deaconesses in the early church, these women, but what did they do? He says they were a minor order, if you will. And he even says this term of ordination, you've got to be careful with that as well, because they were kind of ordained, but they weren't ordained sacramentally. This wasn't the sacrament of holy orders. They were ordained for the minor order of deaconesses. It wasn't a sacrament. Men are also ordained to minor orders, like acolyte, that sort of thing. You might have heard of that. 
And even the term clergy, believe it or not, in times past, the term clergy would have referred to the minor orders in general, as well as, of course, the sacramentally ordained. So, But it has nothing to do with the sacrament of holy orders. What did these deaconesses do, by the way? They did a lot of different things. One of the things that they did was assist uh, women for propriety's sake in baptism. Because, of course, in the early church, people got dunked, and they were usually naked when this happened. Okay, we don't, we don't do this anymore. But there has to be some sort of propriety here. They, they had some sort of role in making sure that yeah, nothing inappropriate was ever seen. I don't know how that, all that worked, but that was uh, certainly part of what they did. And there were some uh, accounts as well of, of what their role was in the early church. And in a sense, they were almost like early nuns, if you will. Some, a lot of them took uh, vows of virginity. You can get into this. If you want to really go deep into this, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, who used to be the head of the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, he wrote a, a work called Priesthood and Diaconate. He talks about this. Not only that, there was a, a really, really uh, deep work by Amy Martimort called Deaconesses. So check out those sources. And uh, not only that, uh, the Vatican itself in 2002, like I said, uh, the International Theological Commission put out a document called From the Diaconia of Christ to the Diaconia of the Apostles. That document also concludes that these deaconesses in church history were not equivalent to sacramentally ordained deacons. So I hope that kind of clears uh, things up. But that was a big story today. Like what you've just heard? Share it with your family and friends. And thanks for listening.